Hey, good evening, everyone. Grant Cohn here. Sorry I couldn't go on earlier, but there was literally nowhere to stream at Estadia, Estadio Azteca. Wonderful night. Hell of an experience. I hope you enjoyed the game. I'm sure you did. You root for the 49ers. They won by a lot of points. I was there. I had a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you about my experience a little bit, but first, let's give the Niners a lot of props because they deserve them. I thought they were going to play down to the Cardinals like they did last week with the Chargers and win like 23-17. They didn't. They destroyed him. Made a big statement. So let's go uh, in order of who deserves praise first. I'm going to start with the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's in a contract year, and he's playing his best. You got to respect someone's ability to earn money. Jimmy Garoppolo has been around, and he's earned a lot of money in the NFL, and he knows how to do it. He's doing it right now. So let me say how he's improving. First of all, and I don't think this has, has anything to do with his contract or being motivated. His passes look like they have more zip on them for the first time in a long time. Like, he looks like he actually can drive the ball to the sideline for the first time since he was, ah, since 2017. Remember when he, when he got the contract the first time? Played really great, won those five games. He was driving the ball back then. He's playing like that. Uh, and defenses are so ingrained to basically give up the, the sideline to, to Jimmy. And they're so uh, expecting him to stay in one place that all of a sudden he's burning them. He's hitting throws to the outside he wouldn't normally even attempt. And he's running around making plays that Kyle Shanahan isn't scheming up for him. Kyle used to always take credit for, for anything Jimmy Garoppolo did. But now there is a play this week where he steps up in the pocket, moves to the right, hits George Kittle wide open, and he's open because the guy covering him just made a beeline to Jimmy Garoppolo thinking he was no way he would tuck it and throw, but he did. So those are two ways in which Jimmy's actually improving. He has a better arm than last year, and he's moving more confidently than last year. Um, now let's talk about the contract because that also, I think, is having an impact on his game. Where? The turnovers. First time in his career, no interceptions in three straight games. What the hell is going on? You're telling me that this whole time Jimmy Garoppolo actually could control the football, actually could protect the football? Wow, you don't say. So it kind of seems like he got paid off of seven starts and kind of started playing carelessly for like four years, five, 18, 19, 20, 21, four years. And then this year he finally gets benched. They slash his contract. He's in a lame duck year. And now he can protect the football? That's very, very interesting. Um, I do feel like in, the, in today's NFL, there's a very few percentage of, of players, uh, very few players in general, who really hold themselves to a Jerry Rice, Tom Brady level standard. I'm the best, and I'm going to prove it every day. I think most people in the league are in it to make a lot of money, which is fine. And Jimmy Garoppolo is very good at making a lot of money. He's in the process of doing it again. But if he continues to play like this, even if he wins the Super Bowl, the Niners should not give him a multi-year deal. If they want to bring him back on a one-year deal, I, that's up to them. They should probably commit to Trey Lance at some point. But this whole Jimmy's great and he's turned a corner and let's – no, absolutely not. I don't trust Jimmy. I don't trust his standard. I don't trust his work, whatever you want to call it. This is him doing a contract year thing. I respect it, but a lot of players have done this before. The Niners should not be fooled by this.
Do not give him a five-year contract next year because of this. Any team should not give him a multi-year contract. He should be year to year the rest of his career. Year to year. And they'll get the best out of him. As soon as someone gives him a four-year contract, you won't see Jimmy Garoppolo's best until year four. That's my prediction. But you know what? Who cares? We're living in the moment. And the Niners now have a highly motivated quarterback with a lot of money to gain. Played his best football yet. Improving. Moving better, throwing harder. Still can't hit deep pass. Still can't do that. But at least he can throw to the sidelines now. That is a big improvement. It's like he went from playing tennis on a singles court to tennis on a doubles court. That's good. That's very good. The Freak says Hard Knocks is a must-see must TV to see Buda Baker cry again holding this L after getting bodied the whole game. I feel bad for Buda Baker and DeAndre Hopkins uh, and J.J. Watt because they're the only three good players on that team, and they're getting wasted by a ridiculous coach. Do the Jimmy emote. What's the Jimmy emote? I don't even know what the Jimmy emote is. I will if you tell me what it is. Christian says, this is probably Kyle's first best preparation game since he's been here. Only if he could stick to his blueprint, this team would be unstoppable. Let's talk about Kyle. We were really on him all year for not having an offensive identity, for really underperforming with this offense. And we figured, man, if you're going to figure it out, now's the time. This is week 11. It's almost Thanksgiving. Figure out your offense, Kyle. He did. And I want to say, I, I think I deserve a little credit. You could go back, but me and Jose were talking on, what was it Wednesday, about what the offense needs to do. And I said, they need to pass more. This is a team who's, uh, that's personnel on offense is geared towards passing. You got all these receivers. Your running back is a better receiver than running back. Every eligible receiver in the pattern is good. Pass the ball. Plus, Jimmy Garoppolo is playing the best football of his career. Pass the ball. This week, Steve Young went on the radio and said that the reason they're not passing the ball that much is because Kyle doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Jimmy's fault. I love Steve Young. But, dude, have you been watching Jimmy recently? That is no longer an excuse. I'm not saying Jimmy's elite, but Kyle started taking the ball out of Jimmy's hands because he was an interception machine. He had that five-pick day in practice. He had that awful playoff game against the Vikings, and then they took the ball out of his hands. Now, he's not that guy anymore. He's got checkdown options. He's got guys. Maybe he's got playmakers all over the field. He can't miss right now. And Kyle Shanahan's been trying to run between the tackles and like be something they're not. Talked about it all last week. Embrace what you are. Stop trying to be something you want to be and just embrace who you are as a team. He finally did that today. 21 passes, seven runs in the first half. The Cardinals never saw that coming. They thought the Niners would keep doing what they've been doing for years, which is run to set up the pass as opposed to pass to set up the run. Walsh passed to set up the run. That's what the Niners did today. And so I like the way they used their offense. No Elijah Mitchell in the first half. That was strange to me. But as soon as they got a lead second half, it was Elijah Mitchell time. So I think what Kyle Shanahan sees is Mitchell isn't going to start, but he's going to close. He's the closer. When you got a lead and you need to put it away, it ain't McCaffrey. It's Mitchell who puts it away. McCaffrey helps you build the lead. And McCaffrey, I think, really has made Jimmy Garoppolo a better quarterback. I mean, I don't know that you've necessarily seen McCaffrey go crazy or the offense go crazy because of him. But now Jimmy has this check down guy he can consistently throw to. He doesn't throw the ball away very much. He doesn't scramble that well. But now it seems like he always has a good option. There's always someone open. And if it's not Ayuk or Kittle or Debo on the field, there's McCaffrey right there. So I'm not saying it's a top five offense in the league or they're going to do this every week. But at least they know who they are now. 
at least they have a, a a formula to repeat for success because this offense hasn't done anything like this this year. I mean, they did play well against Carolina, but that doesn't count. This is their identity. They have to trust Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Isn't that funny? Kind of ironic. They benched him, cut his salary, told him, we don't like you. We're going to go with Trey Lance and run the hell out of the ball this year. Lance gets hurt running the ball. And now by Thanksgiving, they're like, you know what? We're going to run our offense through Jimmy Garoppolo because he's playing well and we're going to be a pass-first team. Things happen. Stuff happens in, in football, and you got to go with it in, in life. Powerful one says, rotate Gibson and Ward at free safety like they do CMC Mitchell at running back and Brunskill Burford at right guard and make Womack the starting nickelback he needs to play. I agree. I, I feel bad for Jimmy um, because it's clear he's not going to be back next year, and they're kind of screwing him. But Womack should be playing. Um, all three of them are pretty good. Gibson made a play today. He, he broke up a pass. Luis says Jimmy playing his best ball first and last season with the team. Maybe Shanahan always been handcuffing him. I think he probably feels that way. Jimmy, perhaps. Um, Irfan says off topic, but happy SF didn't draft Zach Wilson. Yeah, he was a mirage, which is too bad because um, Salah's really built a nice team in, in New York. And they need a new quarterback. Uh, all right, next one. I want to give Brandon Ayuk his props. Everyone on offense played well. But Brandon Ayuk is the forgotten man. Everyone's so focused on Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. After the game, they didn't even bring Christian McCaffrey to the interview tent. But every like, no disrespect to the Mexican journalists. They don't cover the Niners every day. This was their one crack at, at asking questions to the Niners about the Niners. So many question, Christian McCaffrey questions. Hey, what do you... What's it like playing with Christian McCaffrey? I mean, that's – I get it. He's famous, but Ayuk's not, and he doesn't get any questions. Like No one's like, what's it like playing with Brandon Ayuk? Well, Ayuk's probably the best player in the offense right now, and he's definitely taken his game to another level, and I think he deserves props. Like, he was in the doghouse last year. Now he is the best – well, he's the best wide receiver on the team. He's better than Debo. Debo's a really good running back. Great run today for a touchdown. But when it comes to route running, it's not even close. Brandon Ayuk is among the best route runners in the league. He's not quite as good as maybe Justin Jefferson, but he's not far off. And then once you get the ball in Ayuk's hands, he's a much bigger threat after the catch than a finesse guy like Justin Jefferson is. I mean, Ayuk isn't Debo after the catch, but he's strong. And you factor in the blocking? which is a huge asset in Brighton Ayuk's game, he's an elite player with no weaknesses. And one thing I liked, he's become, he's established himself as the go-to guy in the red zone. He's really tough to stop in the red zone. Those little slant routes or the out and in, or, he has so many different variations, double moves, he can add on to it. He's like damn near unstoppable inside the 10-yard line. And last week against the Chargers, he ran this amazing, was a double move, triple move, Got wide open, dropped the touchdown pass. And in the past, you're thinking, ah, man, Kyle's going to overreact and and just go away from Ayuk. No. Next week goes back to him twice in the red zone. Ayuk catches both passes, runs phenomenal routes both times. That's another really huge addition. It was clear that Brandon Ayuk was having his best season. But he's supposed to be playing with Lance. He's not necessarily a great fit with Jimmy because Jimmy doesn't throw long. 
So they had to find a way to feature Ayuk. Easy to feature Debo and Kittle with a quarterback like Jimmy, who wants to throw short. Easy to feature Christian McCaffrey. How do you feature your best player, Brandon Ayuk? Well, in the red zone, getting you touchdowns. He's not getting you the big plays that he would be if Trey Lance were the quarterback because Jimmy doesn't throw down the field, but touchdowns. Pro Bowl player, needs, deserves an extension. I hope the Niners have, have carved out space in their future cap space model for him because he looks like the kind of guy who has longevity, who could have longevity. Eric49 says, what is it going to take from Jimmy G for you to wear his jersey? He's balling. Um, nothing. I will never wear another man's jersey, 34 years old. The Freak says, love the game plan of I'm going to throw until you can stop it. And then run the ball down their throat to mix it up and burn out the defense. Perfect game plan. Really perfect. Once they got that lead, the, the uh, Cardinals were had no uh, energy to tackle Elijah Mitchell. That was clear. Jerry says, um, <laughs> can you talk about the atmosphere and energy at MX? Yes, I will. But I'm going to save that to the end. So hold on. I, I absolutely will. Akin Biotic says, I agree that Jimmy is only playing good to get that bag, but I'm sure that Lance will play better consistently no matter what because that's the guy he is. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Demo is legit. He set the tone with that first play, that tackle for a six-yard loss in the first play. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. All right. Let's keep going. Let's talk defense. So the defense is playing at like a Super Bowl level right now, at least statistically. Three games in a row, shut out the opponent in the second half. What more could you ask? All of a sudden, the Niners are looking like they're the truth. Like the, like the defense that they had earlier in the year, it looks like it's back. They had some injuries. Now they're healthy. Manuel Mo's not coming back. But the rest of the guys are there, and they're shutting teams out consistently in the second half. Uh, they're going to win the Super Bowl, right? They're back, right? Maybe. It's possible. But I can't help but notice that the last three weeks, the Niners went from getting giving up 28 points to Marcus Mariota, 44 to Patrick Mahomes. Then they shut down Matt Stafford and the Rams, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, and Cole McCoy and the Cardinals. Not exactly great offenses. So I still feel like there's a question as to what this defense is going to do against the best offenses in the league. And that's not the Cardinals. It's Miami in a few weeks. It's whoever they face in the playoffs. And I still think there are some questions with this defense. Let's talk about them. Kevin Givens had a sack today. But other than that, the Niners have had no pass rush from the interior without Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead isn't really a, a sack artist, but he generates pressure. The Niners' interior run defend, uh, defensive tackles defend the run well. But they are not pass rushers other than Givens, who's not a great pass rusher. So this team is, this defense is very much built on rushing the quarterback. And against Colt McCoy and Justin Herbert with no receivers and uh, freaking Stafford with no one but Cup, the, the pass rush, it didn't matter. But when they go against potentially Dak Prescott or Josh Allen, it, it will. And they're still like, they need Armstead and Ebicom to come back. Uh, also, Talanoa Hufunga. Having a very good year. But it feels like sometimes he makes big plays and sometimes he gives up big plays. And I'm curious. I think he's definitely had a, a net positive impact by far so far this year. But are some of those bad plays, like the touchdown he gave up last week, 
Are those going to hit the Niners at the wrong time against a really good quarterback with some good weapons and a good coach who knows what he's doing? That's not what the Niners faced today. The Niners faced a backup quarterback and a ridiculous coach who runs a Pop Warner, Warner offense. But eventually, they're going to have to face some serious talent. And Alfunga, will he be a asset or a liability? He can go back and forth. Um, um, I'm Kyle Shanahan. Um, and then there's D'Amico Ryans, who has been phenomenal the last three weeks, especially after halftime. But I can't get his performance, the defense's performance against the Chiefs out of my head. That's the one really good offense the Niners have faced so far this, this season, and they didn't compete. They got blown out at home. So, yeah, it's great that you have embarrassed three straight opponents, but none of the, those three are going to the playoffs. We still need to see this defense against a playoff team with a playoff quarterback and playoff weapons. Frankly, the Niners have gotten a little lucky the last few weeks with injuries. They've been going against, up against injury-riddled teams, and, yes, it's time for that injury luck to even out with the 49ers because they've been the injury t- injured team a lot. But I'm not just ready to say the Niners' defense is unstoppable. You beat Colt McCoy. That's great. You couldn't stop DeAndre Hopkins, but fortunately for the Niners, there was no one else on that Cardinals offense who could hurt the 49ers. Like James Conner, hella slow. Greg Dortch, kind of, kind of explosive, but come on, dude. No one named Greg Dortch was going to really make an impact. Flave says, great guy playing well. You saw this coming the whole time. Your unwavering support of Jimmy has been inspiring. Keep it up, dude. I just hope I get Jimmy Garoppolo paid because I don't think he has enough money in his bank account, and I want him to get more. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Patek says, why don't you watch film anymore? Um, I do, but I don't have, I don't have the time to, to pour over it like I used to. And also the film community is just so doggy dog. Everyone just yells at each other and says why everyone else is wrong. And um, everyone wants to sort of make a name for themselves at someone else's expense. Uh, I just don't have the time I used to anymore. I'm sorry. Do you miss it? I can bring it back in the playoffs down the stretch. Maybe I will. You never know. I should. Maybe I will. This was... The Pats offense motion let Jimmy see if they were in man or zone. Now he has to come out in base and get Debo, CMC, or Juice on a linebacker. Agree. Line up in the uh, shotgun and freaking let Jimmy Garoppolo do his thing. Better than asking Jimmy Garoppolo to run your offense. It's never really worked. All right, moving on. Let's talk about the Niners' playoff outlook. So they're only 6-4. and four. It's like, let's not throw a parade for them yet, but they're 4-0 in the division. And they've smacked every freaking division team they faced. Smacked the Seahawks, blew out the Rams twice, and now they blew out the Cardinals. So it's looking pretty certain that the Niners are going to win the NFC West, which is a big deal. Last year they didn't, and they had to play all those road games consecutively. Week 18, wild card, divisional, championship. Four in a row, eventually they lost. Theoretically this year they should have you know, all these home games coming up, they don't have to leave the NFC, they don't have to leave the Pacific time zone the rest of the season. And then week one of the playoffs, if they don't fall apart the next few weeks, and I don't expect they will, they should be at home, which is great. But what's interesting about this team is I still wonder, like, they are great against the teams in their division, and they they can take care of business, finish with 10 or 11 wins, get at home uh, a first-round bye, 
But like, what's it going to happen when everyone's saying the Niners are the team to beat and the the most dangerous team and they have this home game and 100% of the analysts around the country pick the Niners to beat whatever team they face at home, whoever it is, and the overconfident, fat and satisfied Niners who aren't facing a a divisional opponent, they're going to have to face someone they don't know as well, get upset at home in the first round. I mean, I I just feel like that's what this kind of team is. They beat their division opponents. They show that they can be the best team in the league. Then they feel like they've accomplished something and they're satisfied. I'm curious to see what happens next week. Big win. You went to Colorado Springs. You had this emotional victory where you just kicked the crap out of Arizona and everyone celebrated you. Well, now you got a game in, at home in six days. We got. Can you turn the page and play hard or is there going to be a hangover? Because every time the Niners do an extended stay away from home, they lose the next week. But anyway, if they lose, they say it's not the end of the world. I'm just saying, this team feels like they could beat anyone. But it also feels like they could lose to anyone. Not in their division. And so I think this team could definitely go 6-0 in the NFC West. That doesn't mean they won't lose their first playoff game at home if it happens. Doesn't mean they'll, you know, they, they won't win it though. I'm just saying... Playoff outlook looking real good for the Niners right now. Do you think Kyle has finally figured out how this offense works? This is the best it's looked all season. It looked like he figured it out today. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. His game plan was on point. He was on fire. Thank you, Cheese. I appreciate you. Really nice. Niner fan says, Grant, I promise you once you come back to the U.S., Mexican food will not taste the same until you go back to Mexico. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, I just want to say that uh, Oakland really does have amazing Mexican food. It really does. And so does San Francisco. But really, as great as the food was here in Mexico, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the taco trucks in Oakland. Those are legit. And those are like authentic Mexicans at those taco, taco trucks too. Come on. I don't know if they're from Mexico City, but they're legit. What was your favorite thing about Mexico? My favorite thing about Mexico... It has this, imp- like, going there, you're, people put you on guard. Hey, be, be, be careful. Be safe. Like, like it's going to be like a dangerous, violent place. It's a very fun place. Everyone's having a really good time. Everyone's really laid back, chilling. Not, you know, at least from what I saw. I was only here for a day or two, but, like, people have fun here. I like it. Th- this game today was the most fun football game. I, I wasn't a fan there, but people had a great time. I thought it was a great, great environment, and it seems like this is a lot of, uh, I mean, great food, very affordable prices, but just the whole vibe of Mexico is, let's enjoy ourselves today. I like that. Let's celebrate living right now. What NFC team do you fear most? Bucks, playoff, Brady, says Eric. I don't know. I still feel like I don't even know who the Niners are. They have this four, they got the Saints coming up, and then after that, it's Miami, Tampa, Seattle, Washington. I think we'll know who the Niners are by the end of that stretch. I mean, Philly's looking weak. Not weak, but vulnerable. Minnesota's looking vulnerable. It could be the Niners. But let's wait like a month before we decide. Fair question. Chi says, do you think Kyle finally got over the hump of not having McDaniel? Let's be real. That's the real loss this, loss, this, the real loss this offseason. It's a good question. And I can't say so. 
because the Niners keep destroying their divisional opponents. It's almost like they can go in the vault and look at Mike McDaniel's notes. What did he say about the Cardinals? Oh, okay, got it, got it. But what about when you go against the Saints and the Niners haven't faced them in a while? Or the Dolphins and Mike McDaniel's on that team and it's a new Dolphins team. That's what I, the Niners, I really want to do the math, but points per game against divisional opponents this year for the Niners, points per game against non-divisional opponents. I'm thinking against divisional opponents are averaging like 30 points per game and against non-divisional opponents are probably below 20. So I'm not trying to be a downer here. I'm just trying to like put this win in context and be a downer. Sergio says Niners versus Dolphins possibly flex a Sunday night. That'd be cool. Although I, I don't really like night games. I like day games. Me personally. Brian says, finally, the offensive genius put more than 30 points uh, plus points in the game again. I know. Now let's see him do it against a team that's not in the NFC West. A team that might go to the playoffs. Flave said Grant's favorite thing about Mexico was watching his BFF throw for four tuts. Now, Flave is really projecting right here. Heard he was spotted first pumping after that throw, fist pumping after that uh, throw to Kittle. Throwing on a, yeah, I was, I was fist pumping. For you. Flave is really – I just don't understand. I mean, Flave is – he's getting off on being right right now, right? He doesn't really like Jimmy this much. How could a grown man like another grown man this much? And just on like a sports hero basis. Like this is just Flave tooting his own horn, and I respect it. Because I like to toot mine. The Niners face Eagles. Who's the better play caller, Kyle or Sirianni? I don't know. Maybe Kyle. I don't know. So who the hell is Sirianni? He hasn't proven a damn thing. Doesn't look so great the last few weeks. All right, what else I got? The team to beat in the NFC. I guess we just talked about that, right? It could be the Niners, but they haven't proven it yet. Um, is there anything else I want to say about that? Yeah, not beating the Cardinals doesn't make you the team to beat. They are way worse out of the division than in it. They got to start beating some playoff teams that aren't in the NFC West. Let's talk about the game. The game was the most fun I've ever had at a football game. The environment was like a soccer game. And those soccer games, uh, it was like a, a Mexican or European soccer game. Really, really fun. But the best moments, I don't know if they captured it on TV. You heard all the cheering. It was cool. It was loud. But the halftime show, they bring out some Mexican band. I don't, I don't listen to Mexican music. I, nothing, nothing against it. I, I don't speak Spanish. I don't know what they're talking about. Except for when they say, mi, mi corazón. I know what that means. My heart. And that's in every, like, every song. Mi corazón. Anyway, so this band comes out. I'm thinking, you know, they must be super popular in Mexico. Like, why are they here? They just get booed relentlessly. Relentlessly. There's like a couple moments where they do something and get like a little bit of a cheer. But then they finish up and they get straight up booed off the stage. And I have no idea why. I don't know what happened. But like 80,000 people, 80,000 locals saw that group and were like, oh, hell no. Boo them. I have never heard an American crowd unite in disdain for a halftime act. I mean, most Americans, if they don't like it, like me all the time, just ignore it. You know, they'll leave. They'll go get some to the bathroom, get some food. Not, not the people at Mexico City. They were like, no, I'm standing here and I am booing at the top of my lungs until you get off the damn stage. That really happened. And I still don't know what these people did. Maybe they did nothing. But that was the funniest thing I've ever heard of. 
I don't know. And I feel like that kind of like sums up the football game, the experience in that one moment. It was really far out. Stuff you've never seen and a passion that doesn't exist in the NFL. In the in the in the United States, like at Levi Stadium, it's the quietest home field ever. The people that go to the game, it seems like they're more interested in going to the clubs and the, the lounges and checking out the amenities than like actually sitting at their seats and cheering. Here, people just wanted to be in their seats and cheer as loud as possible, like it was a soccer game. It was really cool, and I was thinking the Niners have three home fields: Levi's, Levi's South, which is SoFi. And Levi's south of the border, which is Estadio Azteca. And what's really funny is if you were to rank the Niners' home field advantages, I think you'd have to rank Estadio Azteca number one. It was like 90% Niner fan. Then SoFi number two, and quiet-ass Levi's number three. And it's not that the people – it's not necessarily the people at Levi's aren't real fans. It's It's the construction of that stadium. It's not a full ball. First of all, there's no overhang. It's like Seattle. There's nothing to keep the, the noise inside like there is in Mexico City. It's a whole bowl with a thing on the top but a, but a circle, leaving it open for God to watch. They don't do that. with the, It's like these two big open spaces, and all the sound just leaks out, bleeds out, and it's a quiet, quiet field with no home field advantage. So really the Niners should play the rest of their games in Mexico City. They want to win the Super Bowl. Move to Mexico City like they moved to Arizona during the pandemic. Just find a reason. That's what they should do. Thinking outside the box. If someone knows why that halftime group got uh, booed, I'd like to know. I want to know the answer to that. Let's see what else we got. Are the Cowboys the biggest threat down the NFC? Right, because they won this week, right? I, it'll depend. I don't know. Today. But I think that's the question that's going to get answered in the next few weeks. Like l- last week, Minnesota beat Buffalo. So you're thinking Minnesota's the team. But then they lose and Dallas wins. And you're like, okay, Dallas now. Well, what if Dallas loses next week? It seems kind of week to week. The Niners could lose next week. Although I don't expect them to. Alfred says, I know, I know, but I don't care. Wasn't that hilarious? I was like kind of upset. I was like, come on, dog. And he was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't care. I thought that was hilarious. Trent wasn't tipping plays. That was the difference. I thought he was. I thought he was absolutely tipping the plays. Although I was like three miles. I was at like the top, tippy, tippy top of the stadium. And there were very little, very few uh, replays. I think the Niners beat the Dolphins and the Bucks, or at least the Dolphins. I think that they're the team to beat in the NFC. I would think so. But I would think so if they do that. Grant, please keep getting fades, hair on point. Thanks. My wife said the same thing. She was like, take a picture of that and then show it to your barber so he does that. I'm like, all right, I got you. I might just have to start flying down to Mexico City for my haircut. Flavor says Mitchell and McCaffrey in the backfield in the same play. Will it happen? I mean, if we keep harping on it, maybe Kyle Shanahan takes our advice for sure. Pass the ball? That was my idea. How did you see Trey? He looked okay from what they showed on TV. He looks like he's walking comfortably. Yeah, he looks fine to me. I mean, I'm not, I haven't seen him on a field, but he definitely walks comfortably. I saw him in Colorado Springs. Eric says that Kyle found out how to use his weapons. He better be in his bag for the Dolphin game because I think it's going to be similar to the Saints Niners in 2019. Yeah, he didn't want to get shown up at home by Mike McDaniel. That's a no good. Can't let that happen. 
All right, that's the end of the show. I am not going to sleep tonight. It is, what, two in the morning over here. I'm going to uh, get a taxi in like 45 minutes and go to the airport and go home. And I'm going to stream tomorrow with Ryan and my dad. So look forward to that. Get a good night's sleep. Enjoy this win. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Just know that when you're sleeping, I'll be flying and enjoying myself. Dedication. Dedication. See you guys.